And yep, Burke, uh, Burke couldn't make it this week. I don't know where he could be. He just up and disappeared. He. Oh, Wait. no, I'm in the picture, Frank. <laughs> oh, no. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 121 of Press Any Key. I am your host, Pat Napperano. Um, you can uh, find us on all social media down below. Wow, not having the intro really fucks you up at this point. And... Um, Join the conversation not only in our comments, but in our Discord server. Uh, that's also linked below. With me, as always, is my co-host, Nick McFly. Liz on the ones and twos. And, yep, Burke, uh, Burke couldn't make it this week. I don't know where he could be. He just up and disappeared. He... Oh, Wait. no, I'm in the picture frame. <laughs> oh, no. Look at that modern technology, everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right, everyone. We got we got a Harry Potter technology. I was going to say, uh, on Press Any Key, when you die, it's Harry Potter rules. So yeah. if we put a painting up of you, yeah, I guess you live a second life in the world of the painting. I mean, does that mean Liz is dead, too? Because, like, got, I, I am in a picture frame. Yes. That's right, what uh, that means. I'm planning her funeral right now. All right. This uh, whole show is just to, not even about anything other than just announcing the deaths of two <laughs> half of the show. And uh, and we got a new engineer. A dump truck. It's a it's, it's a beer fest joke. Liz is just the twin of the other. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Landfill. Um. Yes. Landfill. All right. Uh. So, uh, SAG AFTRA strike. Yes. Just jump, we're jumping right into it. Um. So SAG AFTRA is the Screen Actors Guild, and what's the second half of the acronym? AFTRA. Okay. Cool. So nobody did their homework. Um. <laughs> It's the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. I That's actually, what it is. Thank yes. you, Mike. I actually know this one. So they are currently on strike, as well as the writers. Hollywood pretty much has shut down altogether, except for, like, Dune Sisterhood <laughs> and, like, another production. Well, so what I'm, what I'm seeing is obviously shows that are not made in America aren't affected. So one that I saw was um, The Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. That's going full steam. Well, they have no writers. Well, I mean, do they have no writers? They have no writers. All right. Well, then I'm wrong about that one. Uh, the I mean, Alien they, they series. Finished. They just didn't have the a Alien series uh-huh. is purportedly going to go. Like they're talking about going ahead with just non-union actors. It's like okay, I'm interested yeah, to see how I'd that like turns out. I'd like to see how that idea. turns out. I I did hear something. Um, actually, I was watching Adam Conover. With mm-hmm. Hassan, yeah, he's he was, been he was on big his stream last night, yeah, union. and uh, <laughs> he's got a big mouth and he's <laughs> running it a lot now. Uh, he uh, he mentioned he was like, yeah, good luck making. He's like, good luck making something without a SAG actor. Like, if you want an actor that's halfway decent, you got to get one that's in SAG. Yeah. So, uh, but they also were doing things where they were shooting around SAG actors, right. like you know, like all the the Dune stuff. They shot all them first and around their schedules. Um, all right, let's get the body doubles in. Pretty much. And then I'm trying to think, what was the other one? Um, um, ha- Nick, to your point, uh, House of the Dragon is still filming because those actors are on right. a different union contract in the UK. Um, and and they, labor laws yeah. are actually worse there than they are here. So who um, thought? <laughs> really? I can't remember you guys what, what the other one is. The Haunted though. Mansion is doing. Uh, oh, that yeah, was so that up. was absolutely disgusting. The Haunted <laughs> Mansion had its film debut in disneyland like at oh. the ride and 
instead of, you know, the actors promoting the film, they just had characters, you know, someone making twenty six seventy five <laughs> while they're studying their second semester. Members. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, Cruella DeVille has arrived <laughs> at the Haunted Mansion. And that's if they're making 27 whatever you just joked about, because it's very possible they're just getting whatever minimum wage is. Yeah, I mean, it's besides the point. Wait, you missed a, a, such a great opportunity. Cruella DeVille gets out of the limo and they ask her, what are you wearing? You missed it. Puppies. Puppies. Pup. Puppies. Is that, is that what happened? That was that was why she wanted the hundred and one Dalmatians. Yeah, she wanted her, coat. she wanted to walk the runway. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the th- the other thing that I think is interesting, um, a couple things. It's like Spider Verse mm-hmm. Part Two and Stranger Things. Those are getting pushbacks. So it's like the Stranger <laughs> Ki- Things kids not getting any younger. The um, youngest of them is eighteen now, and they're playing like freshmen in high school. <laughs> um, what's the other one that? Okay. And obviously, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning yeah. Part Two is now um, ceased production. You know, which later on in the show, I'm what gonna did, go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go through. That. I mean, <laughs> he was like, he was like, I don't ever want to see it again. Like, are you sure? He's like, ever. okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, I also saw people. All right, if you relax. don't do it, you're fine. Relax, Dom, chill. People were talking about like this is an, a perfect opportunity to just kill the Witcher series. <laughs> just, just, yeah, just, really, just mercy kill it. Yeah, I haven't watched Wait. it, but I've heard from people who watch it that are just like, this is just sad fan fiction, and now I see why Henry Cavill yeah. left. Um, so just, yeah. just don't, just stop after. Okay, three. I, I've, I've watched a couple episodes and I've fallen asleep in three different instances of trying to watch them. Oh, no. In, like, the afternoon, too, you know. I love to put on The Witcher for an afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Puts me right out. The only thing that gets All right, down. so um, basically one of the biggest hangups here that's come out recently was the first thing that the Hollywood executives said um, was that they were just going to wait out and wait until the writers and actors were homeless. And all starved to death. And all starved to death. And then they'll come to the table, which was fucked up enough. And Ron Perlman put out a video himself saying that we know who said that. And, like, we know where you live, motherfucker. <laughs> like, re- like, like, actually You pissed that. off Hellboy. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> then, um... Oh, my God. Imagine if Sons of Anarchy was still on TV. They wanted to start... <laughs> They, they wouldn't have a script or actors. <laughs> it wouldn't be. <laughs> it couldn't be. Ron Perlman. Um, he was in that, right? I'm not. I I'm not know. going. I'm not losing um, my mind. He's, he's, the, he's the main dad in it. Yeah. He's he he plays Clay. Oh, nobody here's watched Sons of Anarchy but me. I did. That's why. I, oh, okay. Duh. Um, I just thought that that would land better. Sorry. Yeah, you're just confusing me. Mm. Maybe you should see yourself. No, anyway. So, <laughs> um, who's that other one? Um. What was the other thing they were David saying? Oh, the A- okay. So specifically, the AI right. was the angle. Was that these these background actors? Now, originally, I thought there was a difference between background actors and a uh, background actors and extras. Turns out, background actor is just like the politically correct term for extras. <laughs> I, I found that the out more this professional weekend. term. Okay, I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, I wasn't offended. I mean, I don't Would think you, that's like that's like when you, people are like, "Oh, I'm the executive vice president of development." Yeah, it's like I'm not an extra. I'm a background. So actor. I went into like I'm how much these people them. make on SAG <laughs> sets, right? Like yeah, how yeah. much they're paid, and like if you could book a lot of work all the time. It's reasonable, yeah. but you're not doing. It's just not possible, right? Like unless that's you're, the thing is, 
it's it's so much it just you're like waiting on phone calls it's not consistent work yeah exactly um you know when you get that work you are compensated well but then it's like it goes through a manager it goes through an agent it goes through a lawyer you know they all take 10 percent. you know so by the time it gets to you and then after taxes you're really not you don't have that much left over um so yeah so the other thing was that they wanted to scan these background actors once and use them in perpetuity with AI, which is very relevant to the movie that we're talking about yeah. this week. This um, movie was super relevant. Yeah, I was very surprised. So either way, though, um, this has caused the first double strike since 1960 where the writers and the actors have gone on strike. Major Hollywood, every sing, pretty much every major Hollywood um, production has been halted altogether, even though the directors seem to have reached a agreement with the studios because the the studios i mean like listen at a certain point the studios know that in this day and age a director could crowdfund his own movie and just leave the studios Johnny out of it all together so like they made a deal yeah. <laughs> um but the directors i mean like christopher nolan himself said that he's not gonna be working on another movie he's like i will not be developing another movie while the strikes are going on so um, at least they stand in solidarity, so yeah. to speak. But they did just come to an agreement, right? The director's side. They, yeah, like, they just saying. negotiate their Right contract. around the same time that the writer's yeah. strike started, they, yeah. they yeah. made their deal. Um, so, yeah. So, let's see how long it lasts and how long it's drawn out. Bob Iger said some really tone-deaf shit. I can't believe. I couldn't. You know what? It's one of those things where it's like the... Uh, the veil was dropped that moment that like, oh, he is a piece of shit too. Like the rest yeah. of them. He might be a hero amongst like that whole group of people. Yeah. But he's still a villain at the end of the day. It's like, you're making, how much he makes like 25 million a year. Like, yeah, No, it was something like closer to 40 something. But either way, I mean like. Well, then plus bonuses and shit. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's like what they're, it's what these awkward. actors are asking for is unreasonable when you have 87 plus percent of SAG union members uh, make less than $27,000 a year and don't qualify even for health insurance coverage. Mm -hmm. It's like you're calling these people unreasonable. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing is that um, not only with, uh, what was I going to say? With Bob Iger specifically, his, they only, the writers and actors are only asking for like a max, like 5% of what his overall wealth is. Yeah. And he's not willing if to that, budge. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is it's like he makes 400 times the lowest earner on the Disney totem pole. <laughs> yeah. Right. The, uh, Cruella DeVille. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Bob Iger works hard. You know what I mean? He's gotta, but he doesn't work that much harder than Cruella DeVille. Like that's just fucking. He insane. also works from like the back of a yacht on an iPad and yeah. like takes phone calls or like travels in like, fancy jets, luxurious places and meets with people and has conversations like he's not busting his fucking back and in, in the fucking Disney parks in the heat dressed up like Cruella DeVille <laughs> walking down the haunted mansion red carpet. Okay. Getting his back blown out. In the Disney parks. <laughs> he wishes. All right. You know, back, back in the good old days, you get your back blown out in the parking lot. I used to be able to walk right up to Cinderella's castle and get my back blown out on the third floor. All right. Well, yeah. So SAG after striking everybody. And, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I hope it works out. In, in, yeah. uh, One thing that I was reading was apparently they are allowed to make 
side deals with different studios. Mm-hmm. Um, so the union do- doesn't necessarily have to come to a final agreement. They could go to Universal and say, hey, we want to make a deal with you. So whoever is the first domino to fall, yeah. they're going to be up and running before everybody else. And then all the other studios have to watch, in the sake of, our, of this argument, Universal just... Start pumping out, put out movies, another Fast and Furious. Put out anything. <laughs> yeah. Put out anything well, like, while they're that, doing nothing. That's such a big problem because that's exactly what happened to the AFM, the American. That's <laughs> looking at the fucking. Yeah. That's where you are. So, yeah, we're I listening. Know. Yeah, it's uh, that's exactly what happened with the AFM back like a while ago. The American Federation of Musicians. They stopped recording in like 1945 or something post World War II, and said we're not going to record any more music and. Then they started to try and reach out and make cut deals with like, you know, Capitol Records and big studios and eventually it all fell. And then the AFM pretty much lost all power. It's like very, really very like kneecapped. To, oh, yeah. The AFM hardly has any like that's why so many people can just do like buyout deals as a musician. But SAG actually has all of the celebrities. Yeah. And has everybody actually like with punching power behind it. So that's hopefully the, that doesn't end up happening. It's a double edged sword because I was talking to my mom the other day. And she was just like, oh, did you see Fran Drescher like talking about like, you know, like uh, they're going on strike and her because she doesn't know anything about what's going on. She's like, oh, don't these actors have enough money? And I'm like, yeah, Fran Drescher and fucking Dwayne The Rock Johnson are multimillionaires. But most of these people, 87 percent of the the actors Mm -hmm. make poverty wages. Exactly. It's so funny. It's like, you know, the famously wealthy profession of actors who are not like picking up 15 side jobs like yeah so it's a it's a shame was that nothing man say anything (laughs) can you turn this up can you turn my laptop up yeah which do you know which one it's the one that looks like the phone oh it's a little bit yeah try it food on the table (laughs) or or Okay, he yeah. was serious, all right? He, he foresaw what was coming, all right? <laughs> Through his Scientology powers. All right. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about SAG. I hope they fucking reach we're, a deal Yeah, soon. we're in favor of both. I unions. was thinking about the other day, though, that, like, yo, there definitely isn't any movies coming out in 2024. Yeah. And, like, the no. longer this goes on, the longer it creeps this on. This also you know means I mean? any promos for movies and tv shows that are already coming out this year are stopping because actors cannot do promos anymore so what i've seen speculated is that um these studios are going to start reaching out to influencers that are not in the unions to promote the movies but double-edged sword if they do promote those movies while the strike is going on if any of those influencers ever want to join any of these unions they will be barred yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't see a yeah. ton of crossover yeah. appeal. Uh, Soups is fucked. That um, guy on uh, on Twitter. No, he's, I I would yeah, say he's, there's, he's already a fucking plant by the studios. Because all these TikTok influencers were just at the Barbie premiere, and yeah. I saw speculation that they did that on the 11th because they knew that they were going on strike on the 12th. All I'm saying is it's a totally different skill it set is. to be an influencer oh, yeah. than an actor. Oh no, a hundred percent. But like these studios are going to be like, well, we're not paying anybody else, so we can pay you. A hundred thousand dollars for the five videos. Basically, put their foot down. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, you don't do it, you're fired. So you know? yeah, <laughs> I want to see. I want to see Disney making more remakes of classics, but just with fucking TikTok influencers <laughs> yeah. starring in oh them. Ratatouille God. the musical. 
all the all the TV shows this fall and winter are going to be influencer run. Oh God! Yeah, it's going to be all of We got dark eating. times ahead of us. We do. All right, let's move on. All right. Okay, so um, uh, Liz, you can turn this down now because you can hear that little that little hum. The little hum. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, Deadpool three released some production stills. Uh, however, it's funny that. I think the reason that they put these this out was because is because they knew that since they were shooting outside and on location that these were that this was going to get gonna leaked. Get seen, yeah. So they were like, "All right, let's just put out." Well, the first thing they put out was like a grainy version to fuck with everybody. Like, is this real or is this faked? And then when the the actual leaks came out, like of them on set, then they put out a 4K version. So it is real. Um, they uh, we haven't talked about this yet on the show, right? This, no. this happened this, this happened week, this right? Week, yeah. um, so they added sleeves because Jackman is very sensitive to the sun. <laughs> he's had a uh, he's had skin cancer twice. Really? Yeah. Oh, um, he's also old as shit. So like, he's yeah. probably got. <laughs> he's. I want to. I want to see those arms, motherfucker. Old, old as shit. He's fifty four. I mean, it's not yeah. He's old, old as shit. You... He's not old as shit. Right. I just wish the suit had the underwear. You know what oh, I mean? Like yeah. the, blue, the blue crotch area. You pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike, I don't know if you'll remember this call back, but disgusting. 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 <laughs> I'm not oh, in on the joke. Yep, it's just you them too. I posted uh, a gif of Andy Sandberg from Jizz in My Pants on a particular photo. and. Out. I got a, uh, a direct message on Facebook from somebody that worked at the Asbury Park Press, and they just said, disgusting. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, fuck them. They wrote about college kids getting arrested for drinking. No, no, different, different article. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But still, fuck them for yeah, that, Yeah, yeah, fuck them. Oh, real groundbreaking news. Oh. So, yeah. So, this is them chilling on set. Uh, I like the new Deadpool hue. He's very bright red now, as opposed to that muted red well, that we he was. we are seeing, like... Behind the scenes footage. What? The cut, like this is behind the scenes footage. Oh, this is leaked footage. This is yeah, not yeah. like B roll. No, no. But what I'm saying is, this is not color corrected or no, anything. No, no, so yeah, I mean, yeah. like you're saying, oh, the color of a suit. We still don't know what it's going to look like at then. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. They could change all this. Who even? I was even thinking, dude, they might even be fucking with us. You know what I mean? They might even could just be. be, you know. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, I was a big fan of the yellow suit. I'm glad. Look at their doubles. Like, see how he's yeah. like, uh, this guy's just out in the... Uh, <laughs> he's under an umbrella. Yeah, well, they, they, they keep, him, Jack, they keep him out of the sun, though, as much as possible, you know? Soft. Soft. He's literally got a guy that just, his job is holding an umbrella over right. Hugh Jackman. So uh, let's check out some tweets, huh? Do you got the uh, the photo of the crumbling 20th Century Fox I got logo? Some stuff, yeah. Okay. So yeah, this was the first look that they released. So then we got, oh shit, I just had a terrible <laughs> thought about the Wolverine mask. You know how all the masks in Marvel have been nanotech recently? Yeah. Nanotech, yeah. Um, calling it, Deadpool literally finds a magic lamp and wishes for a Wolverine action figure to come to life and be his bud. It's the only thing that makes sense. That would be precious. So this is just cool to see. That was him when he was 32 is when he first got cast. And this is him near 60. I was looking at a timeline of, of like 
here's all the different Spider-Man, Batman, Superman that we've had in the same span <laughs> that Hugh Jackman has been Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. And just like looking at, I forget which one where he was just like so incredibly shredded. The Wolverine. The I mean, I'm like, I'm just staring at him. I'm like, this dude he went is for just it. fucking shredded. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> Wolverine should have looked like this. Now that's what I call comic accuracy, not whatever the Deadpool movie is doing. <laughs> Look at his arm. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to see that suit in some capacity, but I don't think we're going to get it with a Hugh Jackman. I think that's going to be MCU yeah. Wolverine down the line. Uh, Wolverine fans won today. You see, there's the blue underwear. Yeah. Um, next course of action is forcing Hugh Jackman into a Looney Tunes contraption so he'll be a foot smaller and be Wolverine's actual height. Wait, I don't tall? know the height fixation. How they, tall is he supposed to be? Like five four. Yeah. Oh, but it's like short. That he's got yeah. like he's got like Napoleon syndrome. That's like his deal. Oh. Okay. I mean, like it's not. It's there. It's not like he's he's diagnosed or anything. But so comic nerds have waited almost twenty five years to see Jackman play Wolverine in costume. So I can hardly wait to hear all the reasons why it's wrong and they hate it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no way they are not recreating the sad Wolverine looking at a photograph in bed meat at some point in this. This movie. Yep. The one shot. Look at the. Pay attention to the account. The one shot. This one shot is better than anything DC ever released since the Snyder Cut. Yikes! Damn. Besides for Suicide Squad, I would agree with that. Um, this is one of the finest comic book movie suits ever. If you talk, if you talk about the sleeves, they were made to be ripped off. Um, Not wrong. I would imagine they get ripped off at some point. Yeah. Someone <laughs> removed the sleeves, and it looks better. To be honest, no, it doesn't look. Look, I'm fine. With, I'm fine with it. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just the proportions not are strange. his arms. Yeah, yeah. It's like where, <laughs> where are your shoulders? Your shoulders should be like a foot up. That <laughs> looks so bad. There uh, an go. apocalyptic 20th century Fox logo on the set of Deadpool three. So, um, I heard some people talking about this might be in the whatever in the uh, the Loki series where they go all the. Mm -hmm. Other Lokis are. Some people are speculating that this takes place in that. Apparently, universe. this takes place in the Fox universe, mm -hmm. and See. they kill everybody, and then they come here. Or Marvel, Jennifer Garner. Marvel. She, um, she's making a com. Yeah, she's coming back. But did she knew what's his name? Um, the director of this movie. I think that's why they got oh, it. Oh yeah, because he directed the Adam Project that Where she was the, in. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so this came up at one point. Everyone's talking like, "Oh, is put uh, oh, whatever yeah. her name is, Laura Keene or whatever back in." Mm -hmm. They're like, "Stories aren't allowed to end anymore." <laughs> 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 and then look at this. Love this genre set of photos. And yes, choosing these three as examples as Deadpool, the good, the bad, and the ugly reference. Like, I'd fuck with a movie where it's just Cap, Deadpool, Wolverine, and colorful as fuck costumes with cool shades on as they kill Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Because like Wolverine and Cap, World War II, it, it happened. Uh, Deadpool would just do it. Holy shit, he rips off Deadpool's arm. <laughs> Marvel brought back a nearly 60-year-old Wolverine. He's 54. He's not nearly 60. I mean... He's closer it, to 60 than anybody in this room, but he's not nearly... I'd give him at least three years till he's nearly how 60. How old are you? I'm 30. Would you say you're nearly 40? No. Okay. I would say I'm nearly 40 when would I Would you say you're nearly 35? No. 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 Okay. When I'm I would 33. Say, I when would I'm 33, I'm nearly 35. 
When I'm 37, yeah. 32 I'm and a half. 40. When he hits 56, <laughs> we can say nearly 60. Okay, all right, okay? fair enough. Give it DC two years. got rid of a mid 30s Superman. He was tainted. He had stink all over him. He's also not in his mid 30s, I'm pretty sure. Marvel will beat DC every time because Marvel knows what the fans want and actually delivers. It's also just like, it's just such a disingenuous tweet. Oh, yeah. Um, like I said, Henry Cavill could have been great. Nothing he ever did was great. Yeah. He had stink all over him. Feel like this movie is going to be pretty good litmus test for who is fun and who is actually dreadfully annoying. <laughs> Which is true because someone else retweeted this and said, oh, here comes the most annoying movie ever. Like, dude, fuck yep, you. That's like, the point. Don't, yeah, Deadpool they, is annoying. He's annoying. Actors who played comic book characters written by Frank Miller, who then makes a comeback wearing a yellow costume in a project about another comic book character <laughs> who could break the fourth wall. That is specific. Very specific. That, this would be ooh. funny if the movie wasn't being made by the company that bought them in the first place. This is pretty grim stuff, actually. Dark. <laughs> to be honest, I appreciate that this isn't CGI. You don't get oversized props like decent movies anymore. <laughs> you tired of these leakers. <laughs> also, look at Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> is that man okay? Can you zoom in on that? Let's see. Uh, yeah, am I getting a zoom? Mm. Nope. Nope. Oh, here we go. Oh, pff, not him. Good. Disgusting. Disgusting. You just smelled a fart. <laughs> I'll tell you what's leaking, Wade. Um, oh. Oh, boy. It, um, Deadpool 3 has stopped filming until the SAG <laughs> after strike ends with fair pay and working condition for actors. It would honestly be funnier to me if this movie never got made and Hugh and Ryan just had a fun weekend <laughs> LARPing. Which I said, if this movie never finished, this would be yeah. perfect. Like, Imagine if this great. was the bookend to Deadpool where it started where we got the test footage of him in that one scene and this this footage was the last thing that we ever saw of it. Ugh. Poetry. But truly, it rhymes. none of our expectations would be <laughs> murdered like some other recent dc films so is this a is this, is this a, a segue transition? am i, am I a segue? wait wait, wait. I, I saw i'm I being saw taken on a fucking too. ride oh no i was just gonna say I, oh, well hold on wait 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 wait. we can use it as a first segue. of all i do the segues I, around here for better or worse number one number two mike what are we gonna say i'm gonna say i saw a tweet that was basically like Hugh Jackman's just doing this. After this, he can make all the silly little dancey movies that he wants. <laughs> no, I saw one when he got cast again that said, y'all need to leave Hugh Jackman alone and stop sentencing him to the gym. <laughs> just let him sing his little songs. Okay, Pat and I got to see him sing his little songs. He looked like he, he was, was having great. the best time. And they're doing a fucking special run of when he was in Oklahoma in AMC, like a Fathom event or some shit. I'm not gonna watch it. A but canon event? No, fathom. A canon event. It's not a canon event. Not everyone's gonna watch. It might be a canon event for some people. All right. Um You wanna segue now? No, hold on, wait, wait, wait. So the reason why it leaked, like I said, is they're shooting on location and they were outside. So it makes sense why these things would come out. They wanted to get out ahead of it. Um this is also comes in just before the SAG strike. So probably to distract from that. There's there ain't no reason why they had 30 Barbie previews a, two weeks before the movie came out. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so let me get you um, based on the costumes and the giant 20th Century Fox. I know we talked literally a little bit about him going around and killing all the old because that's what the, the rumors. Boy, boys, we are back. We're back with another multiverse rumor adventure. We got 
uh, Ben Affleck's Daredevil in the mix. Jennifer Garner's Elektra. Blade? Um, no, not Blade. Because Blade's New Line Cinema, not oh. 20th Century. Um, the Fantastic Four is now in play. Chris Evans, um, Johnny Storm, I've seen thrown around. That would be fun. So anything that has to do with that area. And, of course, all of the X-Men. Yeah. All well, I mean, like, they've already you know done that. We'll see. We'll see yeah. who, who shows up and who doesn't. We'll see. We'll uh, see. All right. So anything else, else on this or we want to move on? Let's go. I'm all right. Let's move, move on. on. Uh, Liz, did you have something you wanted to say about this since you were so eager to, to get to this? You want to you start us off? I wasn't eager to get to that. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm just saying, you just I, seem really eager can you before. Just, can you stop right, anyway. being a dick? DC I'm not being a dick. <laughs> you just, you just um, seem really eager. All right, well, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, so we were talking about how uh, Henry Cavill's got stink all over him. Okay, yeah. I, I know somebody who doesn't got a lot of stink all over him. Is David Corn sweat. <laughs> Is it? I thought it was coarse and wet. Coarse, I, either way, it's bad. Uh, he got he got corn stink corn, all corn over sweat. Him. Uh, either way, yeah. So he's our new Superman. He's 29 years he, old. I was pulling, like, you know, it's, they've been in talks of, like, it's going to be him or it's going to be Nicholas Holt. And I'm That's like, twice now. there's no way over. Nicholas Holt just doesn't have it. I like him, but he doesn't have it. David he could have been Batman before, before I this, because it was between him and Pattinson for Batman. I think, yes, but also I still didn't feel like he was a good fit for that either. I think I told you, I think he would have been a good, like, Nightwing yeah, yeah, but I just sent you a clip in the Discord. If you want to pull it up, it's from a show called Hollywood. It was a limited series on Netflix, um, and this is David Cornsweet. Somebody posted this and said, "If this isn't um, Clark Kent, I don't know what is." And I totally agree. Oh, this guy right here. Yeah, he's gonna need to beef pull, up. Pull the yeah. That's I mean that's easy. Yeah. Okay. Isn't Nick I mean, if you're an actor, a super, get it? Okay, but yeah, yeah, give it, play it like the like the way what he's talking about, and mm -hmm. he delivers is similar to what you want from from Superman. Yeah, he seems fine. He was born in 1993, so he's 30. Either yep. way, you cut it off early, but in the clip he's talking about like earning an honest day's work mm -hmm. and you know like making money. Like it was just like that is fucking Superman. Got he it. looks it and he feels it, and the delivery's there. Yeah, he. Definitely I don't care. Looks like it. people are like, oh, he needs to go to the gym. He's not as big as Henry Cavill, but it's like Christopher oh, Reeves yeah, was yeah. scrawny, yeah. and then he bulked up for the movie. Exactly. So I mean, and like, I don't even think he needs to be all that big because he's Superman. He needs to be pretty fucking. But ripped. I think. At the end of the day, if he's just like somewhat muscular, he doesn't have to be big. He just has to do Superman shit because it's not like Superman is strong because his muscles are huge. It's because he's affected by the sun, you know, differently. Nah, I want it's, it's not like the sun makes Superman. him. Yeah, that that's right what that chest. Have you right seen there. George Reeves, the original yeah, but Superman? That was, but the, yeah, but he was fit for that era, you know, yeah. smoke cigars, diet 35. Yeah, but I mean, like, even like Chris, Christopher Reeve. Wasn't huge, wasn't yoked. Yeah, but it, we're he living in a he different era, man. I'm saying this. This is, I think, the movie that shifts the paradigm 
and it takes it away from everybody needs to be enormous fucking mega humans. I don't think he needs to be mega human. I just think he needs to be, he needs like meta human. He needs to be ripped, but he also needs to have a wide frame. Like, yeah, he needs to have Superman needs to have a wide frame, like and broad shoulders and, and stand with a big old chest out and everything. You're talking about like nineties Superman. That's what I want. It's a 30 year old Superman. Now they can adapt that 50 Superman. Um, I, that's what he I was want. hateful. No. <laughs> so then Rachel, Rachel Brosna, is that how you say your name? Uh, Bro- Brosnahan. Uh, she's Lois Lane. She's from uh, Miss Maisel. Isabella Merkt. <laughs> uh, she's playing Hawkgirl. Now here's the, ex- here's the exciting Hawkgirl. cast. Everyone's freaking out over. Nathan Fillion has been cast as Guy Gardner, a Green Lantern. And- a redhead. And this particular incarnation of Guy Gardner was already cast for that Green Lantern TV show. They fired that guy and they gave it to Nathan Fillion. So he'll be Guy Gardner in every single thing that DC does going forward. He's voiced Hal Jordan in a lot of the D- oh, yeah? a lot of the DC animated stuff. Yeah. So he's no stranger to playing a Green Lantern. So f- from what I've heard is Guy Gardner is more kind of like cocky and rogue. He's an older he's an older gentleman, yes. Okay. Um <laughs> Anthony Carrigan, <laughs> he's a gentleman of a certain age. A- Anthony Carrigan is playing Rex Mason or Metamorpho or was it Me- yeah, Metamorpho. Metamorpho. That's the it's- guy from Barry. Yes. The actor, yeah, yeah, not the yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, I did. Okay, I saw that. I know who you're talking about. And then Edi Gathy, he was he he was in um only thing I remember him from is X-Men First Class in 2011 and he's playing Mr. Terrific. I'm not familiar with that character, uh, but I'm excited to see and something new and like It's going to be it's going to be different. Yeah. Which is good. It's always good. Um there is some rumors surrounding Lex Luthor. The oh, two yeah. actors, Bill brothers, yeah, Bill and Alexander Skarsgård are both. Do you, all right. So I have a preference. Do you guys have a preference of Skarsgård? I think in this particular instance, I would say Alexander Skarsgård <laughs> over uh, that I other. Want, Bill. I would want Bill Skarsgård over it. Yeah, I'm just really yeah. surprised they're not doing Anthony Kerrigan as Lex Luthor because he's because he's bald. bald. He's already <laughs> bald. Yeah, well, he's got alopecia. I'm assuming. I was about to say, he, he's, a, he's rocking a piece. He's bald. It's a hairdo. It's um, rocking the Pisha. The scars you know? do have both a beautiful set of hair on them. They do. But I just, for me, I think uh, Alexander Skarsgård is the better fit for uh, the classic Lex Luthor is that like, this is what he, a human man can achieve when he's not, he, he's not an alien and he still feels like he's in the shadow of, yeah. and trying to compete with Superman. Whereas I feel like Bill doesn't have that. Bill to me is more of the, Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Lex Luthor. He's a clown. Yeah. Where's He's a clown that? and a, a Frenchman. Who's a third Skarsgård? There's a third one. There's more than um, three. There's, you're thinking of, um, what's the old one? Dad? Uh, yeah, what's his name? Um, Stellan? Stellan, Stellan Skarsgård. Okay. He's okay. been in multiple MCU projects. He ain't going to be in this. Mm. He was uh, be- the, the big fat guy in uh, Dune in Part Dune. 1. Oh, okay, yeah. so I understand what you're saying, but I just see... Bill Skarsgård is more of a uh, he's um big bad he's a because uh, because uh, you're talking about bar- he was the the Duke or the Baroness the Baron yeah, yeah. The, bar- the Baron the Baroness <laughs> uh, in it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting John Wick Part Four I think they're gonna yes. Alex Skarsgård is so much older than Bill right he's like 15 years older is he I don't know 
I think so, but it'll be interesting if they want to use like younger people, then they might pull Bill so that they can continue doing movies together and age right. it. And then uh, that is, want, like, I think, canonically, that. aren't they supposed to be about the same age? Yeah. Or oh, yeah, he's older. He's an older gentleman. Like, suaveness gentleman of him than maybe Alex Skarsgård. What's, uh, what are their ages? Bill is 32. And, um... Alex, Alex is 46. Is, uh, 46, yeah. Oh, damn. And, um... And Army Hammer's still selling timeshares. Just want to let everybody know. So. <laughs> He's not one of the Scars Guards, but just an update. Yep, yep. Just letting everybody know. I would like to say there is a Gustav Scars Guard. Is he an actor or is he, he one of is, the other ones? He, he is. He is part of the Scars Guard acting family. And uh, he's pretty He's pretty bald. Yeah, Alex, hair. Bill, oh, and Goose. <laughs> <laughs> he, looks like, he looks like a nice... Um, who's that dude that was in Crank? Jason Statham. He does look like Jason Statham. <laughs> he's cranked he's like, he's like, like Robert Nathan. Yeah, Jason Statham. There's also also Walter Skarsgård that looks like Bill. Walter. 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 Yeah. Walter Skarsgård. Oh, Valdo Skarsgård. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway. All right. Yeah. So that's Superman cast. I'm, I'm looking so, forward. It, it's going to be different. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. The fact that they're cramming in so many other characters, it's like, oh, okay, cool. This is not going to be, oh, we're just setting up, you know, yeah. he's earn, like learning his powers. Yeah. This is, he's going to be a couple years into his career. He's going to, they're going for uh, the Batman. The Batman. Yeah. yeah. So, well, uh, with that said, should we move on to the main topic for this mm -hmm. evening, everyone? All right. I have a random factoid that's unrelated to anything. <laughs> Hit us. Want, if you want to hear it. Okay. You know, um, Steven Spielberg gets twenty million dollars a year from Universal as like just a salary. I didn't know that. Yeah, he just makes twenty million a year mm -hmm. to be a Universal guy. That's his quote. It's the way to go. That's I his guess. quote. <laughs> even if he does a bad job. And did you learn this because of the strike this week? No, this was I was listening to a, a podcast about the Fablemans, mm. but uh, being that like so much of Universal, like all their rides and shit, are tied to like Jurassic Park and stuff like that. Um, they just they really want to make him at home. I just watched an hour and a half video on Universal Studios Florida. Yeah. Today, like before you came over, so Good it's weird you. that you're bringing this up yeah. right now. You're freaking me out, man. Are you looking at my <laughs> fucking search history? Yeah. I'm I'm uh, the entity. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's move on then. All right. So main topic for the night. Uh, we saw Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, and um, I got out of the theater and then immediately came here. <laughs> I just saw it. Um. So yeah, I, Liz and I saw it on Monday during a fan early access whatever. It's been a while. And then I saw it again yesterday. Mike, when did you see it? Thursday. I saw it on Wednesday night. Okay. Uh, where'd you see it? Uh, just at like the same theaters that I've been going to. Okay. I, it was actually Regal this time. Oh. oh. Okay. Okay. Did you see it in any higher formats or just like? No, it was a Regal. <laughs> okay, it's regular ass. He's out in laser. Um. Yeah. <laughs> he's out in laser. What'd you see it in? Uh, Dolby. Okay. Uh, Liz, what about you? I saw it on IMAX. I saw it on IMAX and oh, Dolby. Wait, did I see it in IMAX? Ooh. I don't know. To be fair, we thought we were seeing it in Dolby on Monday and then night, and then we were swindled, and it was IMAX. <laughs> it was IMAX. So, all right. Well, anyway, all I know is that when that big, huge, the big, huge like tank of a car that Palm Clementif was driving, yeah. shit was rumbling. I yeah. was moving around <laughs> in my seat. All right. Um. So I'm just gonna give it some general thoughts real quick. I'll start us off. So. I think this is incredible. 
obviously it's for an action movie. This is another pinnacle, and I absolutely loved it. However, I did like Fallout better than this one, but in Dead Reckoning Part 1's defense, Fallout is regarded as not only one of the best action movies of the 2010s, but it's also in the discussion for one of the greatest action movies of all time. Is Mission Imp- specifically Mission Impossible Fallout? And you just watched that recently, right? I just watched four, five, six, and seven in, <laughs> in that many days. And would you? Would you? Um, I was gonna say that, like, not that this is like about Dead Reckoning in particular, but to me, I just cannot believe how amazing of action movies these are. Every single one, like four through this one, they like. All the action set pieces are good. Not a single bad one. the The gadgets are fucking amazing. Uh, it, like, possibly this franchise might even be better than James Bond. And I really like James Bond. It's it's for for my favorite action franchise. It's between this and John Wick. I would say that this is pr- John. And Wick, they both have their own style. Yeah. you know what John I mean. John Wick, like, I like for the style. <laughs> this I like as just straight up action movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I still think this is great, and I, but I just I I think the diversity of action in Fallout was yeah more well rounded than really this liked, one. Okay, so w- what was five? Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation, I think, was my favorite. Apparently, movie. that's the fan favorite. That was my favorite of the bunch. Mike, what about you? What do you think? What's, um, what's your for favorite? The movie, right. What's your for favorite? I mean, you gave me shit for it already. You you told oh, me. Oh, Ghost I Protocol. Uh, you told <laughs> me I that's a fine movie. Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol is great. I do like Ghost Protocol. And Liz, which one do you like? Ghost Protocol too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That well, I haven't seen Rogue Nation. And what? Fa- no. We weren't and, dating it. And yeah, but um, I mean, well, I thought you were watching him this week. We tried. She streamed all week. So. Sorry. Pikmin Palooza. Pikmin Palooza. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Fallout, I have. I all I remember is Henry Cavill going don't don't and that's it. He cocks his oh, biceps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I remember. That. Um, he look he looked good in that movie. But um, Liz, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was great. Just generally, I just I thought it was really good. Um, I know you already brought up Palm. She was fantastic, great. fantastic. Everyone in the film was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be my favorite cast of all of them. Yeah, even like the villains. Still wanted to bring back Paula Patton, but. Um, ghost protocol we so oh yeah what the fuck they didn't even write her out or anything she's just gone gone. yeah they're like you kick the bitch out the window you're cut (laughs) off (laughs) (laughs) and they never address that (laughs) um be wait before we jump in i want to bring something up because i know you disagreed with this the other night so pat and i were out and somebody said oh it's nice to watch an action movie and you can just like shut off your brain do you agree that you can shut off your brain for mission impossible no No, because no. I know that so I know well we've written. I know we've talked about seeing like movies where we can just shut off and it's nice to not have to. Yeah, you know. like Transformers. Yes. Yeah, like Indiana Jones, but and not like this. the Flash, I, Avatar. Oh, I'm I'm not saying <laughs> no, I agree. I, would, no. <laughs> I just wanted to hear what you, you Mike fucking and did that on purpose. <laughs> Nick thought. Like, do you feel like there's a good story here too? Like, we talk about the action, but what do you think about the story? Always great. I think I I think if you're if we're going to talk about storing and writing right now, and we're going to get into that, because I do have some bullet points on how we should attack this, because it's such a fucking beast of a movie. Right, go ahead. Um, first, <laughs> just starting with the story and writing, um, I think, you know, non-spoiler, I think the story and the writing in this is, like, at the top of its game, as it has been for all the rest of the movies. There is definitive, like, character arcs 
for everybody pretty much. And even then, it's consistent with the story it's trying to tell for its characters over time. But not only that, specifically this mission is super relevant. It's crazy. It's very on the... And, like, here's the thing. This was supposed to be out in 2021. So talk. you want to talk about ahead of oh, the wow. curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this thing was really on the... Like, it really nailed it. You know what I mean? They, they benefited by being delayed. Yes. Yes, heavily. And not only that, it's just such a unique angle to take a Mission Impossible movie because it's more like sci-fi now mm-hmm. almost yeah. but also not because still, this is a you reality still have antagonists yes in exactly action. so um but it's I a f- cool and very relevant and sleek and stylish mission impossible plot like that's the, it's, the it's only exactly thing, what it needs to be my only complaint is that this one was probably the most confusing because you had so many different factions trying to get the keys and it's just like, I don't know, like so for most of the movie, of hand. I'm like, who are they working for? Are they working together? And yeah. that wasn't clear for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it wasn't to the detriment of the movie. It just like I was tr- having a hard time. Keeping I will track say of everything. seeing it a second time definitely helped mm-hmm. me understand everything that was going on right. because it throws a lot at you. Yeah. But it's good about keeping your head above water for the most important yeah. shit. Um. So maybe let's talk about some performances. And Mike, some Mike, you here. want to throw anything in? We haven't heard from you yet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Liz, you can just cut to the main one because yeah, I don't know what's going on with your uh, remote shot, that's and it's okay. not letting me adjust it. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's the um, entity. Uh, no, um, I thought like I mean yeah, echoing a lot of what you guys were saying. I thought it was super compelling. I thought it like went along really well. It did suffer a bit, Nick, like what you said uh, from that, like Indiana Jones. Like there's a lot of just people on the screen at a lot of times and you're kind of like figuring it out. And a big part of it with me is I really love seeing all of the practical action effects. And there's so much of them, which is absolutely insane. And I mean, that's what Tom Cruise does best is this kind of action (laughs) and this kind of realism. The only thing is that I can't help thinking of is when I'm watching him do a lot of these stunts and this kind of ties into the performances a bit. It's hard. His age shows. And like, granted, like, you know, he's 61. He's doing it great. But you just see kind of like red faced and flustered lines and everything like that. And I'm like, I really, really want some new action stars is what I thought kind of coming out of that. Well, every like that, like that is my criticism from this movie is, oh, I want more modern practical effects with new stars. Is it like he's perfected this? I want them to take it in a different direction. With Do you want people. them to hand yeah. it off to the next generation? No, not, not necessarily even Mission Impossible. I'm like, just do what you're doing for Mission Impossible with other action movies. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, like, that's that'd the be, thing. That'd be really fucking nice if people would take a lesson from this one. Well, that's, yeah, you know, exactly. quite honestly, that's the thing is that, like, they, this is a one-of-a-kind type of filmmaking that they but do. But does it have to be? I, it, I, truthfully, it's, it's not like it has to be. Well, it, it, honestly, it's one of those things where it's like, dude, it's fucking Tom Cruise. Like that's what it comes down. Tom Cruise has the he has the power, he has the know how, and not only that, he is he's got the, he's got the means to do it pretty much. And like, here's the thing: is that like he's got a whole church behind him? Before Tom mm-hmm. Cruise started doing Mission Impossible movies, like like from Ghost Protocol on, he was already worth like four hundred million dollars, and he had already written produced consulted on acted in won awards made billions of dollars for studios so like this is not just some guy who can't you know what i mean this is like 
he wanted a way to rejuvenate his career because he had a slump in the early two in the mid two thousands. It went, I think like war of the worlds was like his low point around like vanilla sky around there. And then he took a few years off and he came back with ghost protocol and it just sent his career to another level. Oh, I get what you're saying there. What I'm saying is the industry could take a look at at a good hard look at this and see there is a a desire in in the marketplace for this. Audiences Mm -hmm. do want to see it. And we could like raise up the next generation of action movie stars and not do everything as green screen and CGI and do practical effects and have real hand-to-hand combat. I'm just curious as to where are you going to find another another person that has the the athleticism to pull off stunts like that while also having the talent to act that role and also having the vision to meet with like safety you're, and you're, this director you're trying and to like, make it exactly the same all it doesn't have to be the same formula where it's all a one-man show it could be a whole team of people. No, I'm saying do this specifically why it's like this is because it's a one man show. But you could <laughs> like, you, you could take and reverse engineer this. The reason they were able to get here is because of that. But that doesn't mean that the recipe has to be the same every single time. You could you could I take think, this and, and extrapolate how do we how do we recreate this with different you know ingredients. Yeah, and kind of finishing up on this with I think the other big issue that we have with it is doing these kind of movies. Um, the movies that like Chris Nolan does, the movies like this, the movies that are like the John Wicks mm-hmm. are expensive and they're they're things that studios won't take risks on new actors for. Well, so you know that for those three categories, they're going to be profitable. They're going to work with these established like legends in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can do these type of things like when like Pat, your point, when Tom Cruise is like, nah, I want to ride a motorcycle off a cliff. They're like, bet. OK, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what his insurance. Well, that's plan the thing is, like, is that like he's he's also you know what I mean is like no actor is getting hired for a movie that starts shooting in six months and they're like you're driving the motorcycle like that stunt has already been figured out the year prior and they've already been practicing it and developing it. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's the linchpin there. So um, and also doesn't Tom Cruise have like years of skydiving under his belt? Yeah, so that's he's what like I'm certified saying. Is that to, like yeah, you like, can make a practical action movie, but the part of the appeal of seeing these is that. That motherfucker is in camera throwing himself into danger all the time, you know? Um, all right, so let's... Now that... Obviously, we're talking about performances now. Um, Tom Cruise, he's great in this. Uh, he... There is a clear distinction between Ethan Hunt and um, Top Gun. The other one that... Yeah, he haircut. Ma- haircut is... Maverick. Yes. <laughs> the haircut is different. <laughs> Um, but I'm saying at least as far as his characters are concerned, there is a difference between them. Um, I think it's, it's always just so intense. Like why, why like they lean so hard into Ethan Hunt just fucking loves his friends. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is the eighth movie. We get that. He loves his friends. <laughs> Um, well, that's the point. He's unwavering. <laughs> he's okay. unwavering. Yeah, he's unwavering. Also, every single movie, it's always just like the IMF is in so much trouble. It's like <laughs> they're never not at the like the brink of. They, of they even talk implosion. about it in this one. They yeah. even said to him, they're yeah. like, he always goes rogue. It's like it's like we just kind of leave word. Yeah, so, you know. I love <laughs> how like they were basically like. We are sick and tired of your bullshit, Ethan. But we literally have no other plan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that we had so then Simon Pegg, Ving Rames as his uh, his boys, as Benji mm-hmm. and Luther. Um it's there's definitely some scenes where Ving Rames definitely wasn't in the room with everybody <laughs> when they shot they shot this during COVID. So it definitely makes sense that there's definitely some That's why they did one song one, one scene where he's like, I have to go away to a yeah. different place where you guys aren't. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, well, I guess that's how they're getting him out of here. I have um, to go now. Okay, bye. Can't so then, be, there can't be any internet, no phones, yeah. there nothing. I have to be alone. They, they made it good though. They made yeah, it. Yeah. They yeah. Made it, it you know, made awesome. yeah. It made sense in yeah. the moment, but it is also one of those things where it's it. like, okay, I guess he's just not joining us. All right, so then the second thing, I mean, so then some um, Rebecca Ferguson is back as Ilsa Faust. She's she's such a fucking great find for these movies, and I'm glad that she, um, what's it called, that she like was a mainstay in these. She was mm-hmm. always a good foil for Ethan, or, or like a very um, or a very um, and like a a contemporary. You know what I mean? Like yeah. an equal to him. Yeah. You know, uh, just. And it's one of those things where it's like it made sense that their relationship worked the way it was. You know what I mean? Good, uh, bon bon. Yeah, bon bon. bon. <laughs> I was thinking that like we've had different incarnations of Hitman movies, you know, from the the video game Hitman. Yeah, they should do Hitman movies like this. The whole time I'm watching this one, I'm like, if the, if you just replace Ethan Hunt with Agent Forty Seven. This shit would fucking slap. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we had Ilsa Faust. Oh, and then Haley Atwell joins the cast. And this was, so apparently they've been trying to find her apart for 10 years. Yeah. And then they really? finally, yeah, and then they finally got her in this one. And I'm glad because I feel like Marvel wasted her. Yeah. You know, she was really great yeah. in the first Captain America. That's where everybody was introduced to Haley Atwell. And then uh, she's kind of been like on TV, Agent Carter, and then whenever they need her for the MCU. Yeah, which but, there's a recent quote where she's just like not happy with her appearance in yeah, exactly. Multiverse of Madness. And I feel like it's because she booked Don't this and it. like it's going to be a big success. Yeah. So, Well, I, to me, I mean, I don't know if this will count as a spoiler, but it feels, this felt to me like they were setting this up to hand it over to her potentially. Like, yeah, th- this, she could be like, the legacy. Um. Maybe. We'll see in the next one. I'm just saying, Tom Cruise says he wants to do these. He Until wants the to day do he these, dies. He wants to do these, quote, as long as Harrison Ford did Indiana Jones. That's what he said. So at least for another 20 years, yeah. we're getting Mission yeah. Vice I felt that way too, though, Nick. I thought He's, it had the similar energy. And I mean, even if even if Tom Cruise keeps going, they could still spin off Haley Atwell's yeah. character. Yeah, I mean, so, this could just be a fail-safe. Like, they're setting it up where yeah. it could go one way or the other, depending on... Because especially if they were filming this during COVID and they mm-hmm. didn't know what they were going to get out of filming or production or how long everything was going to take, they could just be like, all right, let's set it up to look like this and whether it goes that way exactly. or not. Um, then we have Palm Clementif. Perfect. Great. She's perfect. She's perfect. She's, the best, she's one of the best parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who's the um, villain? What's the villain's name? Oh, um, uh, handsome salt and pepper. Yeah, um, George George Clooney, but not Giorgio <laughs> yeah. Clooney. I just I like I was just it, thinking the, the entire movie. I was like, imagine getting so close to looking like George Clooney, but just not. Yeah, yeah Isai Morales. That's his <sighs> name. He's good. He's a nice, smooth talking, you know, uh, secret n- agent villain. Nice to look at. Uh, he's a handsome man. Yeah. He's a handsome man. Yeah. 
Uh, he, like the whole time, he's very calm and collected and menacing. Yeah, exactly. Very yeah. sincere, lethal as well too. Mm-hmm. I liked. I liked that there. You never knew what he was gonna do, and it was one of those mm-hmm. things where it's like. He's not like super deep, but he serves the plot well. Mm-hmm. Like he does exactly what you need him to do. Uh Carrielles is in this. Very strange. Uh, I did not see. Yeah. I was I thought his um his career was over if he After was doing he did Daily the Wire. Imper- the, uh, Hyperians. the Hyperians, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um Kittredge. So he's back because he was in the first one. Yeah, because they killed off the- they killed off fucking uh, John Voigt. Not John Voight. Um, in the last one, they killed oh, off Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. I was pissed. I was yeah. like, "Fuck yeah, Baldwin!" Nope, no more Baldwin and for you. He got you. stabbed to death. Yeah. Um, got him. I saw the light go out of his yeah, eyes. Yeah. Anyone else? Are we missing anybody? Oh, the two cops. Yeah, they were good too. And uh, the r- rookie cop and senior cop. Yes, yes, oh, a good yeah. dynamic. Always a classic. Always. I'm trying to think. Anybody else in the main cast or no? That's pretty much it. I'm no, but sure. now that we're um, talking about it, um, I like how suave the men are in this compared to like John Wick. Like, you know, when we're watching John Wick and we're like, Keanu Reeves just doesn't act. He doesn't try. He just is. He just is. Like in this, I'm like, I oh, these men are gone. cool. These are cool, cool men in this movie. What about this uh, a, these are cool people? I don't think anybody <laughs> looks at Simon Pegg and's like this guy's cool. I do. <laughs> I mean, he's funny, but That's he's not that cool guy. I think he's kind of got that Ringo factor in that. Yeah. Ringo got the most fan mail out of all four Beatles. Simon Pegg is everybody's favorite in these movies. Oh yeah. So Simon Pegg has had a wonderful journey to get him where he is because <laughs> from he, Shaun of the Dead to here, he got hired yeah. with J.J. Abrams to write the Star Trek movies. So and then he beefed up his own role throughout those movies. Good for him. So that you know gave him a higher profile. Oh, and then J.J. Abrams directed Mission Impossible Three and cast him yep. as Benji. And I get and everybody liked him in Mission Impossible Three, so they carried him over. So yeah, like I said, he beefed himself up in two big franchises at one time. And man, I did not see where's Nick Frost. What's he doing? <laughs> I did not see Mission Impossible pulling out ahead of Star Trek. I never thought that would happen. Um, and then um, Vanessa Kirby as Alana. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Vanessa Kirby's when, really uh, good in this rumor, too. Rumor on the street is that she's probably going to be um, um, Sue Storm in the new Fantastic Ooh. Four, and I think she's a fantastic choice. Yeah, I think she's great. I thought she was fabulous in this for she's, the role that like she did needs you mean to that? play. Did you mean like? I no, I didn't. A- <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> she's fantastic. She's fantastic. <laughs> So uh, she's gonna be in, uh, she's gonna be in Napoleon too. Oh she's yeah, gonna be Joseph she's gonna be yeah. Napoleon. She's going to. Be could Napoleon. you do me a favor when you introduce me? Could you call me Napoleon? <laughs> can, wait, actually, can we sidebar Napoleon? I think it's weird that that it's um, Joaquin Phoenix, who is in his fifties at this point or forty nine, uh-huh. playing Napoleon, who lived to about that age but wasn't doing this shit in his fifties. Like he was being, he was being Napoleon in his thirties. He's an actor, Nick. I know, but he looks like a fifty-year-old man. Okay. I, fair I mean, enough. to be fair, every but that's how portrait that's I've how seen thirty-two-year-olds yeah. looked. Back that's then, fair enough. So. Yeah, I was gonna say, to be fair, every portrait <laughs> yeah. I've seen of Napoleon, he looks he's, like a fifty-year-old man, and he's also too right? tall. The whole TVs. thing with Napoleon is that he's short. But well, here's so the thing: so is Hugh Jackman for Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Then. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So Napoleon was short, but also the average height of people back then was shorter so he would have been about on par with most other so we men. can make all of them make fun of all of them not just yeah so okay. i mean the <laughs> fact that, that yes all people from in that, in that uh that hey. era were, were small hey i'm down here <laughs> hey can you move your boot <laughs> i did see in that trailer though 
they portray the Battle of Waterloo, and that's where he employed the diamond, where it's like yeah, yeah. they send out the, and then it's like, oh, retreat. So then they they chase him over the hill, and then when they get over the hill, they have all these battle stations. I was like, okay, they did their homework. Abba was there. I was um, gonna say, do you think they're gonna play Abba? Over I that? really hope so. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so then um, I have just stunts and action written down because that's really what this movie—that's more than the uh, it's more, the Academy Awards yeah. do. <laughs> they don't uh, recognize stunts at so all. We got car chases in this movie. We got fist fights in this movie. We got gunfights in it. We have one good gunfight in this movie. The Mission Impossible movies don't really do gunfights though. Um, there's a train sequence that is fucking crazy. There is a dirt bike jump that is insane, and then there's some parachuting that is cool to see, but ultimately it does not serve uh, um, any. Yeah, it's not really like the parachute is more of a vehicle from one to the other. To get, yeah, it's our ticket yeah. off the train, pretty yeah. much. Um, but yeah, so the car chases are really cool. But what, um, do you think they were a little too too jokey in the car chases? Um, it's a bit. It, t- it took me out of it a little bit because, like, there are jokes, but it felt like an improperly timed joke when mm-hmm. they're having this intense car chase and they smash into the wall. Yeah. It's like, where, what, what movie am I watching right now? I, I, I like had, the tumble. I had a question for y'all. Yeah. And then, they, yeah, there. <laughs> what's that, Mike? Yeah. So I, had, I had a question for y'all. What do you, the, the thing that I thought through a lot of these, and I know we're seeing a lot of similarities across different type of action movies in instances of these action sequences like i thought i couldn't help think i was like oh okay this car chase scene around this like the arc de triomphe i was like okay john wick like you know that car like that john wick four and then indiana jones had it too indiana jones had it around that. oh i got something else for your ass later indiana jones had that what you're talking about john wick had that club scene john wick had that church type of scene with all the candles i was like there's a lot of really similar repeated imagery in a lot yep. of these movies. You know, I, I was thinking about that too, but I also feel like it's one of those things where it's like, well, where are you going to have a movie about fucking spies in fucking Alabama? Uh, it's, Tom Cruise is chasing the bad guy through a Walmart. <laughs> and then watch out. They're going to run up the side of the Jiffy Lube. I was going to say like downtown San Francisco. You know what I mean? Like, and, that's, that and, like, and like that's the other thing that I appreciate about these movies is that they shoot on location in the in what Americans would call exotic locations. In yep. these places that look absolutely beautiful on film. And they're really there. I like you know that, what I mean? Uh, like that... they're really filming the, this mm-hmm. landscape and, and uh, capturing it forever in a film. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's. That right there is absolutely beautiful. As a matter of fact, there is another summer blockbuster that we saw recently that has a very similar sequence that I found out was filmed in the exact same place two weeks apart, and this movie makes it look fucking incredible, and the other one looks fake as fuck. We'll get there. So anyway, um, the action and stunts in this film are unreal. It's the the tippy top. There's nothing better than it. Tippy top. So uh, if anybody else has anything to add to non-spoilers, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'd give this a 10 out of 10. It's another great Mission Impossible movie. I really wanted that scene in in that alleyway with the two fences at either Uh end. I really wanted Tom Cruise to shimmy his way up the wall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was really disappointed he didn't do that. That, that scene was very well done. For yeah. such like a small space, it felt like big and small at the same time. And he time. definitely, like to yeah. what Mike was saying, I could see the old man in him where he's getting overpowered. 
um, by two people, which was good. Like it was, you know, it was nice to see him getting overpowered. That's what I love about these movies is that that guy's face through a window. He did. It was cool. (laughs) Um, they consistently make it difficult and challenging for the crew. It's not like everything they do is perfect. It's they almost always fuck things up. It's the Harry Potter logic. You know, we have a plan and everything goes wrong. And it always goes wrong. They fumble it and, but they're able to recover it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then score. I'd probably give it a nine, nine and a half, somewhere in there. Miguel? I'm giving it like an eight and a half. Okay. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I've heard people give it as low as eight. That's, that's so I could see why you would, especially when you compare it to the last one, because the last one is fucking unreal. Um, yeah. Liz? Liz I, I, oh, wrong person. I'm going to give it. I'm gonna give it a nine as well. I'm gonna woke when we come back to the second one and whenever that comes out. You call it woke? Did you just say woke? No, I said like when we get back to (laughs) Mission Impossible's woke now. It's woke. I think that this is very woke. Tom Cruise is woke. Uh, I don't know what else. Yeah, we'll give it a nine. So before we get to non spoilers, I mean for spoilers, we're doing non spoilers again. No, before we get to spoilers, I'll do box office real quick. Domestic. This was a five day opening. Can we get a drum roll, Liz? Um, this is a five day opening weekend. You gotta be we ready. Have not check the number, the levels on that. Recently. You gotta. No, we have not. When the five drum day, roll ends, you five gotta day be ready. weekend uh, domestic is eighty million. That is a that's a franchise best for the U.S. International made one hundred and fifty five million. Is it, is it a best because it's a five day? No, it's just just in general. It's just the opening period. Um, right, right. Now, but the other ones things. haven't had long weekends. No, or? they were three day weekends. So Fallout did technically make more money in three days, and this made in five days, but. The fact that this did as I good as it fucking that, did. I keep hearing that this is underperforming. Uh, here's, I'd, like okay. I said, I have Wait, a whole I, breakdown. Can so, I ask a question? What? So us seeing it on Monday, does that count in the weekend? Or? No, this would be from Wednesday okay. to today. Mm. All right, so worldwide total, $235 million. It's a problem, though, because the budget is 295 Now, here's the mm. thing. These movies are relatively cheap compared to the Marvel and Disney stuff. The last one was 170 million and that movie pulled in close to 800 million. So it was very profitable. This one, like every other movie that was shot during COVID, the budget ballooned. ballooned out of control. It happened to the Batman. The Batman was originally 100 million, ballooned to 200 million because Batman of the COVID. Batman ballooned out of control and smashed <laughs> into a bridge. <laughs> um this movie ballooned out of control. They they went fifty million over their budget, which was already forty million more Ooh. than their last one. Um, what was it? D- Indiana Jones is another one. It's because you know they you know you have all of these extras. They need COVID tests. They need quarantine. You know, and like I and I have some stuff to break down break down that whole timeline. So either way, I'll explain it all in spoilers. But um, so the question I want to start everybody off in the spoiler section is who's your favorite British brunette in the mission impossible series? Because that, that has just... their life in peril because of their, <laughs> their, their proximity to Ethan Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they're just throwing them out in this one. Yeah. So yeah. So spoilers from this point out. Um, I listen, I think Rebecca Ferguson's great in these movies. However, um, there was no way they were setting Haley Atwell up just to die. I knew that immediately when they were like, "You have to choose, Ethan." Oh, of course, of course. Oh yeah, they're they're not they're doing the whole Bond thing with it, and then it's just like, "Eh, we'll just kill off the old." Yeah, one. I, I I like I, how it's just his essence that puts these women in danger. Yeah, <laughs> he's there's too much charisma. 
Yeah. Liz was complaining Red. that he touched too much female too face. Too many touching of female. How many females' faces did he touch in this movie? Two. I will say this. I will say this. I did think it was weird when he pickpocketed the key back from Haley Atwell in the beginning of the movie. And then did sleight of and, hand and magic. That, and then did like, he did, like <laughs> I can't <laughs> think of. <laughs> and she also did it too. Yeah. And like, here's the thing though, is that when she is like playful with him and everything, it's like, okay, it's weird that he just has this charisma or whatever. No, she knew who he was, though, because she was given the picture of him. Right. Yeah. Basically say to watch out for this He guy. didn't have that much reason. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, 61, okay. But, I mean, so, again, so we're in spoilers. 60. Yeah. Nearly 65. Um, the, the, it was like, you need to make a choice, and, like, the people that you care about, and Haley Atwell, you just met 20 minutes ago. She's yeah. just yeah. equal footing as everybody else that you're <laughs> yep. best friends with. Um, at least they at least they called it out where later on she's like, you don't even know me. Yeah. Like she directly says it. And Ethan Hunt's like, I don't care. <laughs> you you're you're British you. and you're brunette. <laughs> I don't care. Have I you will, looked at you lately? <laughs> I will make you fall in love with me. That's a, so he's he's not allowed to be married to his wife because it'll put her in danger. But he just falls in love with all these other no, women. No, he wasn't in love with Grace. He was in love with Ilsa. Yeah. And he has since moved on from Jane, was her name? Well, she was in uh, Fallout. Yeah, she makes an appearance, but she's already married and moved on. And yeah, but there was that like moment yeah, where, yeah, oh, yeah. man, I wish we could still be together. Yeah. Well, but I kind of have a crush on Ilsa. And um, then now uh, the Grace is here, and he's like, do I really love Ilsa, or do I love Haley Atwell? The younger model. <laughs> the younger model. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I don't think. No, I think the whole thing with him was that he said, "Your life will always matter more than mine," just because that's how he is. I don't it's think he's in love with her at all. I think he will be in the next movie. I don't. I nope. I don't think so. Well, I mean, he's got I one less option like, now. <laughs> Why have you forsaken me? Uh, let's talk about the villain. Uh, so the villain in this movie is a Al- algae rhythm is back in his <laughs> algae second rhythm. appearance. Um, it's an it's an rogue AI, and I love the way that they set it up about the whole thing with the Sevestival and everything at the bottom of the ocean. Like that's where the 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 source code is, mm-hmm. and so it's basically this thing that's like if it gets into any bit of your digital um gear, like you're fucked. Like you can basically rewrite truth. Yeah, it mm-hmm. controls the narrative, which like how <laughs> relevant. How like relevant this woke media. woke movie? Yeah, I love the idea that the CI that all the intelligence agencies are going back to hard coding everything. And yeah, CRT yeah. And like, analog gear. like typewriters, yeah. a whole like hanger so cool. of, of typewriters. That was really cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I also like that it's kind of like a cop out for them to be like, look, I don't want to like future think what technology might be that the CIA might have. They're like, fuck it, we're on typewriters now. Yeah. yeah. Um. I also love I love that meeting scene where Ethan's like, "This is me listening." You know, he you know he knocks everybody out, and it's him and Kittredge. Um They got me there. I really thought that that the, I thought this was like in some assassin shit. Or yeah, something. I thought he was going to be okay. This is the villain of the movie. Yeah. Oh no, it's just Ethan. Who 
scary. I could tell. I could tell it was a mask. I'm just, I guess, just very smart. But I didn't know like who was gonna be. Uh, Why did you think it was a mask? Is the best word. I don't know. He just looked. He looked really shifty. Like it didn't look like a real person. But that wasn't a mask in real life. That was a real man's I know, face. But I just, I had a hunch. It, was, it didn't. Like, it didn't look like a mask. It looked like a face. Yes, but he was shifty looking, and we yeah, had which just, the, we had would lead just, me to believe that it was the bad we guy. We had literally just watched uh, Ghost Protocol. Like twelve hours beforehand, not even twenty four hours beforehand. Like, and I was like, "Oh, we know we're gonna have a mask," and I knew, I knew it was a mask. What are you doing? I was hearing some feedback. Yeah, that's from Mike. I oh, think. okay. <gasps> okay. Miguel. Miguel. But yeah, no, that was good. Okay. Um. Yeah. So the controlling the narrative is extremely relevant. Um, and then there are some things that I like. Like they kept some mistakes in. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but during the sword fight on the bridge with Gabriel, um, Rebecca Ferguson missed a step at one point and she slips off the top step. But they and that was obviously a mistake, but they kept it in because it actually looks like, you know, she's fighting for her life now because she slips. And then the next scene to her foot is right back where it's supposed to be. Right. So it's it's uh, about how he fended her off with a pocket knife to pocket got a goddamn knives. sword, a cane sword. Super sword, very stabby sword. I was like, that's sword. how physics works. <laughs> <laughs> it's video game physics. There was one part where they cut a frame where she flipped off of him, and it like she was like this, and then immediately sideways at one point. It was really weird, very jarring. And you're giving this movie a ten out of ten. Yeah, I mean, like it did everything <laughs> I wanted it to. It, made, it, you know what I mean? It, 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 it. I felt satisfied with what I walked out of there with. Um. So I have some fun stuff about the production if you guys want to hear it. Yeah, sure. The production. Okay. Do it. So it's a little bit of a production timeline. I got it from uh, this small I watched like a smaller YouTube video it came up. The YouTuber is called Frame Voyager and the video is called The Complicated Production of Mission Impossible 7. I'll link it below if you guys want to check it out. But basically, so this was announced January 14th, 2019 for summer 2021 and 2022. Tom C Cruise and Christopher Tom McQuarrie. <laughs> Tom Cuse. Tom Cusack. <laughs> um, and they were initially planned to shoot these two movies back to back. Uh, they scheduled to begin filming in February 2020 during Carnival in Venice, you know, like a festival of lights or some shit. Uh, but that fell apart because you know why, you know, um, and specified virus of unknown origins showed yeah. up. Um, on July 6th, 2020, they got clearance to begin filming again after Tom Cruise schmoozed the culture secretary, Oliver Dowden, and allowed them to enter the country without a two-week quarantine period starting mm. in September 2020. So this was before vaccines. So he's pulling some real Ethan Hunt shit. Oh, yeah. August 13th, 2020, rehearsal for the bike stunt went wrong with the car with the cardboard that the bike was landing on um, after Cruise would abandon it, caught fire. Thankfully... Cruz wasn't even there because he was too busy jumping out of a helicopter practicing for the second part of the stunt in an airfield a couple miles away. That's On, incredible. Um, sorry, I need to zoom in here because I can't see. Okay, so this particular stunt was also another setback for the production, which was already behind schedule, and this left Tommy C. feeling frustrated. Pay attention to that. Um. September 6, 2020, they started filming again, and they started the biggest stunt stunt first because the logic is if Tom gets killed doing this, why make the rest of the movie? Um, I feel like that's backwards. Do it last so if he dies, you can still put the movie out. <laughs> when you have um, an in memoriam. Yeah, exactly. 
October 26, 2020. <laughs> You're going to have a video of a man's death in a movie. Wouldn't be the first time. There's October, that, uh, say, the crow. The crow. and um, But he didn't die on set, did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he got shot, right? Yeah, but they also didn't leave the scene of him getting... They reshot that with the new guy. But um, in the uh, the Twilight Zone movie... The guy and a child gets decapitated by oh a helicopter. Oh my god, that's right. And they left it in the movie. That was fucking crazy. I've seen that in slow motion. It's wild. Yep. And then Alec Baldwin shot that person. And that's coming <laughs> and out. That's coming. Yep. That'll be out soon. So then, um, I can't wait. October, I can't wait to see the frame of him like pointing a gun right at the camera. October twenty sixth, twenty twenty. Crew member tests positive for COVID and production shuts down for fourteen days. And then what, at this what does point, Tom say about it? At this point. The movie's budget had ballooned to $295 million. Uh, Mission Impossible, while profitable, isn't superhero profitable. So this was a problem. Uh, then this happened. The, uh, you know. Movie uh, you know what I mean? He started freaking out, you know. So he started freaking out. College education. And he was just like, just calling out the women on set. Anyway, so then um, they concluded most of filming in February 2021. They still needed to film the train sequence, though. The first bridge that they wanted to blow up was in the Swiss Alps. And the government said no. <laughs> because Indiana Jones is blowing up that bridge. <laughs> the next bridge was a historic bridge in Poland from World War II. The local population heard about this and began to speak out against the stunt because they were going to destroy a historic landmark. Polish-American producer Andrew Exner was hired by Paramount to help them in the, skirt, in the scouting search. He then accused Paramount and Tom Cruise of, quote, working with shady people from Poland with connections to the Polish government. He is now currently locked in a lawsuit with Tom Cruise and Paramount for oh, not God. paying him and intimidation. Oh, he's suing them. Yeah. Oh. So that bridge didn't work out either, basically. They moved the location back to Norway and the UK, and they planned to film in the spring and summer of 2021. The first location um, with the train was going over a bridge on the Peak Northshire Railway, and the second location was Stony Park in Middleton. At the Stony Park location... They were suspended for two weeks because another 2023 summer blockbuster, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, was filming their opening train sequence on the same railway. Isn't that amazing how one of these movies looks absolutely astonishing when they filmed their railway sequence in the same place Indiana Jones filmed theirs and uh, just nothing. Just not. It's not even close to as good as what you get in this movie. Um, but I mean, it goes back to what Mike was saying. It's just like a lot of parallel imagery throughout all these movies. Yeah. Um, after what you know, Disney, they love their train heights. Um, uh, on August 20th, 2021 filming concluded by sending the locomotive that they had built over the side of a cliff into the quarry. They built that locomotive because nobody would allow them to buy one and destroy it. So they built a, lo a steam locomotive in, in the year of our Lord 2020, and then they destroyed it on the last day of filming. This is another movie. Got a lot of Back to the Future 2 and 3 stuff. After one final delay, another um, due to another Tom Cruise-led sequel dropping in the summer of 2022, Mission Impossible 7 was set for a July 2023 release date, placing it squarely in the middle of two other highly anticipated summer blockbusters, Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. 
Mission Impossible 7 will only play in one week for IMAX screens, meaning that this thing has an uphill battle ahead of it. But like every other Mission Impossible movie that's come out, it will have legs. Legs. So it will yeah. make its money in the long run. I'm wondering if Barbie and Oppenheimer will have long legs. Also, Paramount is trying to get that $50 million from the insurance company to offset the cost of this, so they'll be fine. What do you mean? Because um, Skydance paid their part of the budget, Paramount paid their part, and then it ballooned $50 million more than what they originally intended to spend. Um, so Paramount's going after the insurance company to cover that because COVID did that. It wasn't oh, like... Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. I thought you were oh, saying something to do with like Tom Cruise's insurance policy and be like, hey, we didn't need it, so give us our money back. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Tom didn't die. Have you guys been hearing this story that Matt Damon's been talking about with Tom Cruise? He's like, it was... The, he. Matt Damon says, it was the one where the, he just climbed the side of the building. You know, it was Ghost mm. Protocol, and he said, like, I had dinner with him, and I asked him, so, like, what goes into a shot like that? He goes, all right. I've been dreaming about this shot for 15 years. <laughs> like, you know how he's always fucking yeah, intense. Yeah. And he's like, so I say to my safety guy, this is what I want to do. And the safety guy says, uh, no, nah, Tom, I don't think we can do that. So I got a new safety guy. <laughs> 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 so um, either way, though, uh, that was the that was pretty much the turbulent production of this movie. I'm surprised it is as good as it is. Yeah. <laughs> To not only be good, just to be great with all the setbacks, they had to change locations, rewrites on the spot, you know, just to get them what they wanted to do. But even then, it, it, I don't think it mattered where the final battle took place. The themes and the characters were so strong. Friendship. You know what I mean? Yes. Not family. Friendship. Yeah, it's it, Fast and the Furious and uh, Mission Impossible are good companion series. Are Friend, they friends and family? Friends I would say family. John Wick and Mission Quality Wise. Family and friends. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, all right. So then, as far as uh, spoilers are concerned, it says part one. Uh, so you know that this it has a satisfying ending. I think as far as this movie is concerned, but we do know the story is continuing in part two. And I love. I can't wait to see how they're gonna get on that fucking sub, man. That's gonna be awesome. What did you guys think of the cold open with the submarines? It was good. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that, too. I didn't know that you could cancel a torpedo, though. That's uh, cool. Another thing that we didn't know was going to be relevant and somehow was relevant, just sinking of submersible oh, items. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait, yeah. And also, it's um, it right off the coast of fucking uh, Ukraine. Yeah. Which is also relevant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about that. No, no, not the, the real sub. Is. This sub in the movie oh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. sunk off the coast of the of Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. No, that was honestly like the, the everything in this was mildly terrifying how relevant it felt. No and now knowing that this movie was like supposed to come out in twenty twenty one. Even earlier. Like like in twenty twenty one, if this had come out then we would have been like, Oh haha, so silly, AI. so funny. <laughs> like AI, you know, sinking submarines, LOL so silly, but like coming out of it like What'd July twenty twenty three. The the pre orchestrated like the algorithms pushing it, like the part where the the computer is talking to Ethan and I was like, "Damn, all right, this is." The, serious I thought now. the bomb sequence with that Benji was, was crazy. Oh, I was like, "Damn, God. all right, we're starting with a nuke early." Okay, mm -hmm. shit. And the fact that like it spelled out his last name is like yep. done D instead of D O N E. <laughs> Ryan Dunn. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, like trying to understand him better through the puzzles that it's giving him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's it's both using that to like trip him up and then like learn about him. Mm-hmm. I loved, like I said, the whole. I loved when Gabriel was like, "The key will be delivered to my feet." Yes, so it is written, and then and it's still it del- fucking yeah. is. And I didn't realize this in the first the first time I saw it when he cuts Carrie Elway's throat and he's like, you, "He's like, you'll betray me. You'll betray us because he spared your life." Mm-hmm. It applies to Carrie Elway's, but he's really talking about. And it just, I just didn't occur to me in the moment. Like, well, she even says it. She was like, "He said I would betray you," and you know, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But why? Well, I no, think she's he starts, he starts fighting her right after that. He kills that guy. Yeah, just yeah. because the guy doesn't need to know, and then he starts to go like realistically. He's just trying to kill her. Yeah, realistically, I think he both has of to them take for, everyone out for the same reason. Yeah, because yeah. they both know too much. They yeah. have to be taken yeah. out. Honestly, and Palm only having like four lines and like most of it is just like her swan Listen, song at the end she's um perfect she, she, she she's so not well. dead she's not dead she'll be in the next one. Oh, they did say she's got she's a heart got a, she had a pulse um and the other thing is that it's not the size of the role it's the actor portraying the role she steals every scene that she's in yep. with very minimal dialogue yeah, yeah. and she's oh, not yeah. one of these characters that's just like a mute the entire time like ruby rose and john wick too you know what i mean no, um, i haven't seen that one you absolutely have. Oh wait, uh, John Wick too. I thought you were talking about Mission Impossible too. Oh uh, no, and jo- like, um, she's um, she she is smart and cunning and strong and like she's got all the makings of a terrorist and a little yeah. maniacal yeah. when she's behind the wheel. Ah! Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like yeah. that was insane. Her driving that car and she did not care what was in her way. Nope. Like, that all was... those fucking scooters. Oh my god, <laughs> that and... was fun. That was my first. That her car, that H two. That was my first car. Not with all the battle the gear. The U S. But... Yeah, the U S. The U S. Yeah. Um, I love the little Fiat thing. <laughs> so that was another scene. So uh, like uh, the train thing reminded me of Back to the Future Part Three because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. do the same thing. Um, that chase was weirdly reminiscent of the chase in Back to the Future Part Two when Marty's got his little you know pink hoverboard and he's getting chased by Griff and his gang and they have he's got a bulldog. And it's yeah. like it growls. It's like oh, and and it, they uh, they all hook got, up to it. Yeah. Right? yeah, and that chase was so reminiscent of that scene from Back to the Future too. What do you think of the handcuffs? That was fun. Uh, the part where she a little too silly, but it was fun. The part where she smashes, where she gets in the fucking car accident, where Grace gets in the car accident. Yeah. Um, and like her face hits the airbag, would be like, dude, she'd be fucking mangled, <laughs> and then. I, you know, I love when she's like, yeah, I love when she's shell shocked and all, like you see the motorcycle just like doing a wheelie and it takes oh, out two guys yep. and then he fucks up that one. That's, that's what I appreciate is that it's not like he is consistently fucking dudes up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like that. I like when they do that. I like when they do that's that. That's why you like John Wick too. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, I'm not pulling punches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he throws that guy's head through the fucking window. How about uh, he does that fucking, a lot in this movie? I like that. He gets hit by a train. Oh my God. He gets yeah. a subway so, train. I, that was new. Is that like, we don't see how it ends. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you didn't see him pull that wheel off and jump out the window. No. You just saw the train get hit by the car and he just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it's one of those things. Like, you know, he's not gonna die. So, like, let's well, he just dove, yeah, he dove to the side. You yeah. See that. Um, and then, then even the last train car, which what a fucking way to portray a train derailment. Oh, that was like fucking crazy. Every Call of Duty train derailment for the past fifteen years has like 
And listen, you guys have seen trains derail before. The momentum of them is, is, it, is what... That's also relevant. We just had a major train derailment <laughs> yeah, exactly, this year. Exactly. You have More the, than one. Apparently that the, happens quite often. You have the momentum because like all those cars aren't going to stop. So mm-hmm. if one, so they're just going to fly off the rails. They keep moving, right? I love this idea that um, whereas Call of Duty was when a train derails, these cars are just flying over your fucking head and like they just keep going. <laughs> like, you know, you hear the, the yeah. down, 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 like, <laughs> you know, as it all blown up. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this one was just like they slowed it down enough to where it's not speeding off the edge, but there's enough weight being pulled and momentum mm-hmm. to keep this like slow falling train puzzle like yeah. uncharted 2 this is the yeah. sequence from uh, uncharted. Jurassic Park 3 no 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 more uncharted than Jurassic Park yeah for sure but that's in um, there and no train and car dude, was the same but like, it's also yeah, down to they like, each was, had like their own obstacles yeah, yeah. I, I, but it also in the way that like they all had whatever they were holding on to had gold handles mm-hmm. uncharted all had gold handles um I also love the performances in that moment, you know, because like Grace is like, "Holy fuck, holy!" Like, you know, she's holding on to my one part, and he's like, "Do you trust me?" And she's like, "You know, yeah." I felt they got a big laugh with her character. Sometimes there was like a little flip flop, wishy washy on whether she's like a hardcore badass fighter or just like a a a tension pickpocket. There was Um, some. I I I've seen some people being like, "Well, what was the deal? She was fighting at the end of it." It's like, first of all, bro, everybody fights in a Mission Impossible movie. You know that going into this. And number two, he says to her when he's uh, her lawyer, he says to her, "Um, "Somebody taught you to hone those skills." Like he says, like you know how to. You know, take care smart. of yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's yeah, not some fucking no, 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 karate badass, but she could fuck yeah. people up. That, like, that's she, what I thought felt like wishwashy. Like she's like coming off as like this badass that's like got this you know laundry list of offenses underneath her, but then she's like, oh my god, I'm so scared, I don't know what well, to do, and then it like if you think of, back to if you put it into perspective, you can have a lot of skills that you apply you know individually mm-hmm. one at a time, yeah, versus having to be this most. The, the most incredibly versatile and present and not panic, per, yes. you know, like you don't panic in these situations where you're in a train that's about to fall off a fucking bridge. You would lose your shit. Yeah. You, even if you do know how to, you know, and hold I, your own in a fight. The whistle I don't think was this cool. is, I don't yeah. think this is train. Haley Atwell's acting. I don't think this is like on her. I think that's the yeah, way you're the blaming character. Tom Cruise. Yeah, I, that's you, Tom Cruise. I'm blaming you. Um, I'm not blaming I just, you. I just felt like they made it like too two sides of a coin like too too far one way and too far the other i like when gabriel hung the engineer with the whistle mike what were you gonna say i did like that to your point nick it makes a lot of sense it's like it shows her as in someone who can step into this role of one of these individuals like she has the makings of it all Mm -hmm. but she's not seasoned like tom cruises so that's not fully formed moment of you know tom cruise to be like you do this you do this look at me like this is this like we're we're here now. I'm mm-hmm. the captain now. Yeah. <laughs> this one. Yeah, now, like, I now I want it. Um. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes her more three dimensional. Yeah. Rather than just being either the ultimate badass or scaredy cat. Yeah. And the fact that she she's not reacts like- to each situation differently. Yeah, differently. Okay. It's also not an exact replacement for Ilsa. 
Right. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Where Ilsa was like MI6 disavowed pretty much the Incredibly evil to Ethan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Grace is on a different, you know, she's, ba- I love this idea that she's a thief. You know, that was really cool. You know, because you figure, okay, going into this, oh, she'll just be the new, you know, but no, it's a different angle. She's an independent party, you know, in all this. And she just gets just all mixed like up. Just like in Indiana Jones, we got another thief. Yeah. That's, yeah, but yeah. Oh they my did this God. a lot better. Yo, but I'll, be, but I'll be clear about something. I don't know if she was a thief or not. I don't know if she was into antiquities or not because she was written like shit. Where Grace was like, I'm a thief all the time. I'm going to steal from you any which way I can. I, I'm so klepto. I don't know which way is up. Like, that's how fucking... She was always thieving. Yeah, she uh, like she, she had a handcuff himself to her at one point because he couldn't she trust her. She had a her. bag full of passports. Like she was, and she was good at it. Like I believed her character was a grade A pickpocket and thief. But but are Grace, you a grade Grace A put pocket? Like <laughs> Grace was like a gambling addict. She knew what she was doing. She was seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a one, baby. I'm sorry. the The scene where um, Tom Cruise calls her out for like basically hitting on a man because she's she, he was like basically you found the most basic middle age man yep. you could find because all that man wants is attention from a woman that looks like you. I was like, God damn, that is that was good. I get it. Some middle aged <laughs> guy who's been waiting his whole life for a woman like you to notice him. Ugh. Um, I love the Benji freak out moments in this movie. The the first one being, um, Ethan, there might be a nuclear bomb. Sorry, you had a lot going on. We won't want to yeah. bother you. A nuclear bomb is something you bother me yeah. with. Yeah, that was great. Um, about and that. then I love the other one where he's on the top of the clip. He's like, well, pull yourself together, Ethan. I'm under a lot of pressure here. And he's like, I- I'm That's, on the fucking bike, bro. The like, audience the audience loved that. The guy next to me in the theater was like, Benji's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> what do you and mean and you, you didn't know get what? to the train? Both, both times I saw it, the first time I saw it was, you know, that was a fan crowd. So people were lighting up. Like that scene where like, if, if they so choose to. People were clapping like, like in the were, middle of the movie. Yeah. People were loving it. When I saw it on Saturday, it still got big laughs, but people were not as into it. You know what I mean? Um, plus it was... It was the post lunch crowd, so everybody's a little sleepy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a little sleepy. A little sleepy. Um Yeah, no, I um I was sad that I, uh, I got nothing really to like critique. Like, do you guys have anything to critique? Um, your piss poor attitude. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was sad that Ilsa died. That's not a critique. I'm yeah. just I'm sad to but see that, her go. But that's just a testament to how great of a character yeah. she was. And the, I love that there's stakes. Like, they were like, they when they wrote this movie, they were like, we got to kill somebody. You know what I mean? We have to and make it. it can't be Benji. We have to make it matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, it wasn't going to be Grace. Yeah. Um, I, I heard like a lot of too. people. Sorry, Mike. What was that? I was going to say, I like with that too, where I love when you guys look at the picture. <laughs> well, that's where you um, are. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I like with that too that that also is like part of the foretold what the AI is. So it's kind of like you. That's the severity of like you're like, no, we're dealing with something that knows what it's doing. Yeah, we got a Doctor Strange and, over here. And, I was gonna um, say yeah. say that because they're like, it's it's coming up with all these probabilities and all these outcomes. And I'm uh, like, oh, what Strange. I thought was interesting is the way the algorithm quanti- um quantifies Ethan, where it's counting on him for two probabilities to either kill Gabriel or what was the other one. Die. Die on the train. But what I really loved was that 
it's the algorithm is afraid of you because it's the only you're the only person it knows that it knows that it's trying to kill. Yeah. I was like, that's a cool angle too. Like the fact that like we all know Ethan Hunt is the most amazing spy in the whole world. That even an AI, it, the only thing that it is scared of is Ethan, <laughs> is Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Yeah. Um, so one of the other things that I've seen going around is that, uh, you know, and listen, I, there was I saw some people with genuinely like, man, why did they kill Rebecca Ferguson and keep Haley? Or, or, or I've seen people genuinely say, oh, I get why they'd get rid of, you know, they're trading in for the newer model or something like that, which is fucked up because Ilsa has her place and so does Grace. Um, that's when you find out that because I thought Rebecca Ferguson was significantly older than Haley Atwell. Do you know how old Rebecca Ferguson is? No. She's 38. Haley Atwell's 42. I thought they oh, were wow. swapped. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Haley Atwell no. was in her late oh, wow. 30s and Rebecca Ferguson was like 47. Let's be clear. If you told me Haley Atwell was like 33, I, I would believe, believe you. I believe mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And Haley Atwell has not aged a day since no. debuting in uh, Captain, Captain America, America, the first yeah. Avenger. Okay. She had, she does not look different at all. I and mean, that was how many and, years ago? And I mean, her and Rebecca Ferguson look nothing alike, but like, if you told me Rebecca Ferguson was like, yeah, 42, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Makes sense. British brunettes. <laughs> Hollywood's favorite class of leading lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hollywood or, or Pats. Daisy Ridley. <laughs> Another one. Here we go. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll just be straight up with everybody. Um, I've, I have, been in love with Haley Atwell since the first Captain America. I've been upset that she hasn't been in other things until now. I know you've told me this. No, that's not what I told you. I told you something else and your (laughs) response was, I don't care. So I'll tell you guys later. Uh, Gee, I wonder. (laughs) (laughs) No, it actually isn't me. It's somebody else that I said was, (laughs) and Liz did not like my tone. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, anyway, I get. I guess we could wrap this up because, like I said, I don't have any real like credit. Like it's good, it's great. Just go ahead, watch it. Um, yeah, there's, there's there's not too many spoilable things in that kind of way. It's like you said, it's a part one of a movie, so we don't get a final conclusion to a story. Yep. It's just like solid action all the way throughout. That, like you said, I totally recommend going and seeing. Also, if this is your first Mission Impossible, so this was only the third one I've seen. I don't remember. Fall. I've never seen Rebecca Ferguson's character before. But it was still easy to follow and understand. Rebecca Ferguson was in Fallout. Yeah, but I don't remember Fallout. I don't. I I told you all I remember is the Henry Cavill Tudun, and that was it. The pocket. Um, the pocket. Because there, there's a pocket and then there's no pocket. No, other way or, around. There's not a pocket and then there is. A they pocket. combined a shot from when they first shot the scene and reshoot. Did you say combined? He combined <laughs> a shot. Combined that word. Combined. A shot. You shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> they combined a shot from the first time they shot that scene with reshoots, and he had a bit of a thicker beard, and his shirt now had a pocket on it. So people have they fixed it in the movie, but in the trailer when it first came out, when you see Henry Cavill do the thing, oh yeah, when, he first, when the first fist goes, he has no pocket and like no beard, and then when the second one goes, it just morphs into like the pocket shows up because he's you know wearing a different shirt, and now he's got like a fuller beard because he just splice two shots together but yeah anyway 
Um, I still, even if this is your first Mission Impossible, I would still recommend it. You can still see it without having to see the others, I feel like. I just don't know why you would. Just watch. I, they're, they're all on all Paramount. Good. I mean, yes, but like my first Mission Impossible was Fallout and I went because of the person I was dating. There's probably a lot of people in that situation. Who is that? Who's that guy? You. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I want to make sure I was here. You could have just said me. Well, I mean, <laughs> we all know who it is. Do we? Oh, God. <laughs> it's not a mystery. <laughs> all right. Uh, clip of the week. All right. I'm going to turn this down a little. We'll see how it sounds. Oh, yeah. The clip of the week. Oh, the clip of the week. It's the clip of the week. All right. You ready? Mike, can you see this? Yes, sir. All right. Let's do it. It doesn't, doesn't look familiar to you. You haven't seen this. I don't think so. Okay, good. <gasps> oh! <laughs> oh, I have seen this. I'm sorry. I have seen this. That's pretty. Damn, that's, he got air. And look, the tire's like, and then fuck the you. Injury. <laughs> that's like Mario Kart. That's seriously a Looney Tunes. Like, dude, look. The tire. Look, what happened to the truck? Like, the truck just. <laughs> dude, the, there's sparks flying off of the truck. Well, yeah, because it's riding right on the rotors. Oh my oh, god, god, dude! Damn. Can you can you imagine like that car is sitting? Where was this? Enough. Los Angeles, Chadsworth. He's just drinking a matcha green tea. Dude, why was this guy recording? He it's, probably it's a, dash a dash cam. cam. Oh, okay. So we get quality content. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, do we know if the driver is okay? <laughs> I do love that the tire comes back. That yeah, is that's funny. The well, yeah, this car's got multiple crumple zones, so they, yeah. they, they, they're fine. Whew, yeah, but they also wow. go 20 feet into the air. They really caught air. And they land right on the driver's seat. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Oh. What was that? I don't what, know. Where? Oh. I don't know what that is. And then you oh, see the reflection you. on the ground, yeah. too. Uh, is that like a fireball? There's a soul leaving a driver's body. <laughs> Wait, just, 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 goddamn! Like, what is that? It's the soul leaving. Oh, the I body. wonder if it's one of the headlights, like oh, swinging around or something. It might. Oh, be. or like detaching or something. Yeah. It could also just be glare because of the dash cam. Damn, like, like th these people di don't even realize what happened. Like, they didn't no, see yeah. that. not a clue. <laughs> like, Meanwhile, this person in a pickup truck has no idea what's going on. How did it go? Bomb, belly, bomb. Bomb, belly, bomb. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> with that said... Bon la bomb. <laughs> Thanks so much for everyone, uh, to everyone for checking out this week's episode of Press Any Key. We will see you next week for the, Barbenheimer, the the penultimate movie of the summer. I mean, the weekend of the summer. After this, we are we're we're done. No more podcasting. <laughs> no, uh, we'll see you next. We're week. We're dropping for... a bomb on the podcast. <laughs> we'll uh, we will see you next week for uh, Barbenheimer. Okay, and Pikmin Four. And Pikmin 4. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone.